Ernest mania has swept the country, Ernest goes to jail while a slightly higher budget and slightly lower box office is still a hit with audiences. But with movies being released virtually every year from 1987 to 1994, where this episode ends, how long can Ernest's grasp of American audiences last? The Ernest audience that was seven at the time of camp are now 15. And Disney is showing signs of moving into a different era. An era that will eventually include Jim Barney, but not Ernest. But we're not there yet. Right now, Ernest needs to prove that the downward trend is just a fluke. He needs a holiday. And what better holiday for the man of a thousand faces than Halloween? Ladies and gentlemen, this is Serial Killer, the Ernest franchise. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show. Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. Welcome to Serial Killer Part 2 of 3 on the Ernest franchise. <laughs> hey. I still can't believe we're doing it. <laughs> you know... Th- this one, this episode, really made me wonder <laughs> why, why, we, why we're doing You're not feeling well. You're not in a clear mind. These movies are rocked, brother. Oh, uh, are you sure? Wait, are you, are you talking about both of oh, Well, okay. So one of them, yes, for sure. One of them is a, one of them is a, just a straight stud. So my fucking coworkers texting me about the fucking Knicks game. Here we go. One of them is is a straight up stud. The other two, well, I like one of them. I like one of them. I have an interesting take, and I wonder which one you like compared to the other, because I like one of them also. Okay. I wonder which one you like though. I'm go. I'm going to say that the first one we cover. We'll we'll just get out of the way. The first one we cover is Ernest Scared Stupid. Correct. And then after that. Disney has no more affiliation. Correct. With Ernest. Which means a lower budget. And yes. Much you lower. Tell. You can, you can, <laughs> it's, it's absence is very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> Truly like one of the first times I think we've done this show where it's like the budget, like you can tell like a major discrepancy in it. You know what I mean? Cause we usually do such piles of shit that you're like, holy shit, this the fuck this was eight million dollars like this one is like this was a three million dollar movie and you could fucking feel no it. doubt no <laughs> doubt even like the hue of the film yes. the color like the tint of the film you're like yes. disney <laughs> the disney was needed yes it was <laughs> so uh, yeah i'm a little bit under the weather everyone so if i make noises or sit my tea into the microphone you're just gonna have to deal with it so we did this week we are doing Ernest scared stupid. Ernest goes to school. No. Ernest Ernest rides again. Ernest rides again. And then Ernest goes to school. Yes. You know what I was thinking about when I was watching these though? Did do you remember Dorf on Golf? What was it called? Dorf on Golf. 
<laughs> I don't I don't think so. So Dorf? Dorf. <laughs> it was Dorf a commercial that would run. It was it was a thing. It was Tim Conaway from fucking um Carol Burnett, Carol Burnett show. <laughs> and he basically recycled the character of Mr. Tudball. And he he, Wait, he had like really short legs. Yeah, he stood on his knees <laughs> and, and pretended to be like a Slavic small person, <laughs> and would play golf. And I feel like Dorf on golf was a direct has a direct correlation to Ernest's Ernest's success. Dorf started in eighty six. And I feel like he was like, if this comedian could be a little goofball, because <laughs> like, why would Tim Conway do this suddenly in the eighties? Like he was so successful before that. It was fucking. Insane. Oh, you're saying, you're saying him was influenced by Ernest. Yes. Okay. I think he like straight up ripped him off, but I mean, I guess not. I mean, <laughs> Ernest was not doing Dorf on golf. I just think he saw money signs with Ernest's like goofy straight to video stuff and was like, oh, I can fucking do that. Okay. There you have it. Do you ever see the Dorf on golf like video, like uh, commercials when we were kids? I, I don't think so. Dorf it's on. not ringing a bell. All right. We'll play them on the live show, which by the way, live show. January 20th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I put up a poll on Patreon to, for you guys to vote which movie we were going to do. I accidentally put on Scared Stupid because <laughs> we're the only podcast in the world that doesn't know what the other one's doing. And I <laughs> I forgot that Joe had done a live stream of Scared Stupid. So it'll so be the same. Can I also say that we had this conversation last week, you and I, and then, then you put it up anyways. <laughs> <laughs> was it on that really was funny. it on the episode too no 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 oh, it was I after it was. it was like yeah it was as soon as we finished i was because you were asked you were asking which one should we do and i went over that and you're like okay sounds good and then and you put it up and it's like the clear winners for the poll too <laughs> well you know what it's out there go watch the fucking replay you're all members go on patreon go yeah. click on the fucking link you're all members go watch it so anyway, we'll pick the second one. We'll pick the second place winner. Or we'll just throw it all away and do the Beverly Hillbillies. I'm a, listen. Wait. Brother, I pitched that to you. Should we do on. should we do a Florida recount? Like a fucking <laughs> what year was that? 2004? No. Uh, uh, hanging Chad. Is that what it was? <laughs> you know, there well, was a hanging, was hanging Chad, Chad that made scared stupid ineligible. What the fuck is a hanging Chad? Dude, it was like the way the voting machine worked. It, it, it was all fucking dumb. That was the craziest shit. Hanging chads are attached to the ballot at only one corner. Swinging chads are attached to the ballot at two corners. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How about we just count all the votes and not do all this other horse shit? Anyway, so that's that. Join us live the 20th patreon.com slash i hate horror let's see there was a few things i wanted to talk about before we got into these movies one was something we failed to mention was the razzie awards of 1987 Ooh. where ernest don't, don't tell me ernest was nominated my friend ernest was fucking nominated 
hang on, I'm, I'm trying to pull up the, the link I put in here does not work. Razzie Awards. In 1987, the seventh Golden Raspberry Awards, Ernest was voted for Worst New Star? Wait, I'm just trying to see if it's on here. Worst New Star. I don't see, even see him on this list. What the fuck? <laughs> 1987. Justice for my man, Ernest. Yeah. He's not... That... Mm, I think they have the year wrong. Oh, it's 1988. God, God damn it. Fucking people. All right, so the 8th Annual Razzies. How is Wikipedia's link? Anyway. He was nominated for Worst New Star... Along with Deborah Sandlin from Tough Guys Don't Dance, David and Peter Paul, the Barbarian Brothers, <laughs> in The Barbarians. Dude, those guys are fucking juice to the gills. And the Garbage Pail Kids from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. I don't know how you can nominate fucking puppets, but they even list their fucking Garbage Pail Kid names, not like the actors involved. Alligator, Greasy Greg, Nat Nerd, Foul Phil. Ernest nominated for Worst New Star. What a fucking dickhead move. Yeah, agreed. Especially against those. I just looked it up. <laughs> Dude, Garbage Pail Kids didn't even win. It needed to those Bozo Barbarian brothers. David Mendenhall won for Over the Top. <laughs> That seems insane. Uh, wait, can we call was, him a new star of over the top? The, There's one star of over the top. He was the 15 year old son. Come on. Give, the, giving it to him. <laughs> so they have a history of giving it to children, mocking them. Dude, they gave it to him also for worst supporting actor. He won that. <laughs> Making a child sweep the Razzies. The worst actor that year and worst picture was Leonard Part 6. With the Bill Cosby movie? Yeah, with Bill Cosby also losing, winning worst actor. Right. A lot of Jaws the Revenge on here, too. That's, that's justified. Yeah, and Superman 4. <laughs> Very justified. Did fighting the radioactive man? What the fuck was his name? Nuclear man? Worst original song, Police Academy 4. <laughs> you don't say. Did making an original song for that? Dude, guess, throw your guess, who, guess, guess who wrote it? I don't know. Brian Wilson. <laughs> hey, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called Let's Go to Heaven in My Car. <laughs> that's nuts that's fucking hilarious anyway it's bullshit that Ernest was nominated and I was like really pissed off about that last week and forgot to mention it so anyway tackled Dorf I tackled the Razzies what, um, <laughs> what, what's that I just left Brian Wilson doing a Police Academy 4 original song and getting nominated for a Razzie <laughs> <laughs> so 
I have a lot of information here, but not really. These movies, we have trickled out of earnest info. I did do some research on John Cherry. Not a lot more than what we talked about last week, to be honest with you. I listened to an interview with him. He didn't say much more than we've already heard in other things. But, you know, I have something to say about John Cherry. And I will say it after the last movie. But I do think John Cherry's great. I don't, I don't think, I feel like Ernest was like the, the motor though. Oh, that's, yes. John Cherry hitched his wagon to a, a horse. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't think there's anyone on earth that's going to argue that. It's not like he's Scorsese. It's fucking John Cherry directing Ernest Goes to Jail. Hey, fair (laughs) enough. Funny. They're only they're only entertaining because Jim Varney can make his fucking lips go forty five degree angles the opposite directions. Uh, (laughs) Dude, okay. At the end, (laughs) at the end of Ernest Rides Again, he previews Ernest Goes to School, and he drags his nails on a chalkboard and makes Varney might not have been human because he makes a face for so long that is so distorted and stupid looking like it doesn't like it's honestly like he's morphing it's unbelievable well I think as he aged and you see him age in these movies specifically the last two movies there you see him age like pretty significantly and I don't know whether that's the budget and the makeup and the lighting or what, but like you, you see like a lot of more wrinkles and stuff and it just adds to his faces that he makes like so it's, much more. Like it's like even more grotesque. Somehow. It's very grotesque. <laughs> and also as each movie progresses, like even starting with last week's. So, mm-hmm. so Ernest goes to camp. Ernest was just a bumbling idiot, right? Yes. <laughs> And then Ernest Saves Christmas, he's still a bumbling idiot. And then in jail, we start to get the ball rolling that he might just be a cartoon. Well, not not even might just be. In jail, he, he, he becomes, has superpowers. So yeah. he, he's a cartoon character. And then Scare Stupid kind of tones it back a little bit. I but think then so. then next to, he's just like a Looney Tunes character. Rides again. Character. Rides again. I mean, I guess I'll just fucking say it. I don't like Rides again. Oh no, dude! Rides again, rock. No, rides again sucks, bro. Dude, dude, Ernest, Ernest rides a cannon for like eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes of screen time. That's not that's not exaggeration. It is actually eighteen minutes of screen time. Okay, I'm so glad you have that fact because it's exhausting and I fucking hate it. And that's not a fucking movie. (laughs) That's not a fucking movie. Ernest rides again is what Indiana Jones wishes it could be. (laughs) Finding. The artifacts <laughs> getting hunted by, by M16 <laughs> agents. I'll agree with that just because I don't like. <laughs> I'm shocked, man. I thought you would have hated school more. No, I liked school a lot more. And the point I was going to get to is John Cherry gives up the director's helm for back yes, to Sam school. Cook, and I thought it was a little bit of a return to form. A little bit of a return to form. Not all the way. It wasn't great, but trust me. But a little bit, it went a little bit back to the earnest I really liked. Rides Again, dude, Rides Again was a slog for me. I did not like it at all. I I did not like it. I mean, I'm going to talk about it here, and then I'm going to be like, this is the funniest thing I've ever read out loud in my life. But 
<laughs> Until I get to that, I did not like it. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, like we already said, Rides Again and School are enormous step downs for movies Huge. that they can't afford. Ernest movies that, can't afford so a step down. Yet. That's that's actually, I think, like I don't have any problem. I do have a problem. I, I don't. The idea of Ernest Rides Again is fucking great, but when they when the studio's like, we're going to give you three million dollars and that's it. You have to change the plan. You cannot do an adventure film on $3 million and incorporate the number of actors you hired. And like, you need to like, you need to go back to camp. You need to go back to your camp roots. You need to do, you need to figure something else out. Maybe they could have done an adventure film if they, if, if they decided to forego having the movie start with Ernest battling sentient power tools. Because that was fucking nuts. And that honestly must have cost a lot of their budget. <laughs> he destroys a whole standing house. <laughs> dude, the thing, dude, the, the, the circular saw yeah. is it's anthropomorphic. It's like, it's like communicating with them and like giving off expressions that the viewer can understand. Like, oh, oh, that saw is mad. That's honestly impressive. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Well, let's kick this off. We will start here with Ernest Scared Stupid, but first we're going to take a break. All right. So, Ernest Scared Stupid, 1991, October 11th, 1991. Great opening night for Ernest Scared Stupid. Agreed. $9.6 million budget, 14.1 box office. So, which I'm kind of shocked that it didn't do that well. I think it was just, I think it was just the way fads worked back then. It was just earnest mania, dude. He was so oversaturated at the time. He was in, he was doing fucking everything. That's true. That's true. He, he, he ruined it for five himself. Ernest movies. Yeah. That's, that's a lot in that period of time. Dude. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually crazy. But I did. So John Cherry claims that it didn't do well because it was too scary for kids to which I was like, that's bullshit, right? It's <laughs> Ernest scared, stupid. It can't be my kids. Like, I don't, I don't show my kids like crazy, scary movies, but you know, they, they watch sci like B movies with me, sci-fi yep. movies with me. So they have somewhat of a tolerance. I put on Ernest scared, stupid because they've, they've laughed at the last three that we put on. They were scared shitless, <laughs> legitimately, legitimately terrified to the point where I could not continue. And I had to finish when they went to bed, like there were blankets over their head. be like, turn this off when the, when the trolls are on screen. So, yeah, so apologies, Mr. Cherry. I think you might be correct. <laughs> and when I, when I streamed this in October, there were people who were like, this was the scariest movie. Like, this is why I like horror because when I saw this as a child, oh, wow. it scared me. And I was like, that can't be fucking real. Like that can't be real. And when this came out, I was six. So I feel like I was in that age range where I would have been scared by it. I don't remember being scared by this ever, but there were people that, that were saying it scared them shitless. So apparently it's real. I vividly remember being unsettled. I was a very easy scare as a kid. I don't remember it scaring me, but it is very possible that it did. I do remember like, I did not like the trolls. That's fucking for certain. I mean, they're hideous. Dude, great effects. <laughs> Boogers, yeah, disgusting. Dude, the troll children that show up are like the most horrifying things I've ever seen. <laughs> they are. And honestly, 
when you think about it, stealing children's souls and then turning them into wood and and, and piling them away in the troll like that that is that is crazy for a child to see. So <laughs> I can I can relate to it. Literally only preying on children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like specifically and constantly reminding everyone that like <laughs> they're only coming for our children. <laughs> Typical Ernest. And it has such a good Halloween feel, like not just horror, True movie, Halloween. Like Halloween feel. And like they have those, it's a, it's really, it's a shitty effect. I'm not going to say it's a good effect. It's a shitty effect. It has like the little ghost outline that pops up. And, oh like, yeah disappears into the ground and that like made me that, that made me pop when i saw it because that's such like 90s cheesy halloween feel to it oh it, i everything about it is cheesy and halloweeny and i i, I actually it's a it's it's a top halloween movie just as christmas is a top christmas movie I, and i mean yes. again kind of doing things his own way like how many fucking children things went and did like a legitimate spooky movie for Halloween. Yeah. You know, I don't. So besides Ernest's oversaturation and it being too scary for kids, it is a bummer. I wonder like, I'm so bummed that he's dead. I would love to see what the Ernest like resurgence would be today. Cause you know, all it would take is like a meme to come out and then everyone be like, Ernest fucking rocks. Like, remember how That's fucking good Ernest was? Yeah. Like, and, and then he'd be back. And I, I'm. And then people would hate him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> the first new Ernest movie, people would be like, let's. We should have left this dead. <laughs> Ernest is saying the dumbest shit. Well, I'm going to say, and now we haven't gotten to Ernest Goes to Africa yet. So I reserve the right to <laughs> reverse this decision. Ernest so far really clean cut like no real iffy shit in these movies which even like like, you know even a lot of things in the 80s have iffy shit in them even when they weren't trying to be you know what I mean like so I've I've been very I've been very impressed I've been very impressed in his early video from like the early 80s uh, what was it called it was like Havern family album or whatever yeah yeah he does a like wet a pioneer guy dealing with indigenous people. And I was like, oh, he's I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. And he fucking calls them Native Americans. And that was like the early 80s. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Like I I'm surprised at that move. Yeah. You know? So good for good for uh Ernest. All right. So let's cruise through scared stupid because we've got bigger and better things to talk about not better actually that's a lie this is the best one for sure yes but go watch it and it stars eartha kit it does Catwoman herself she was santa baby so attractive yeah not in this but she was yes would you would you <laughs> yeah in the- <laughs> Or the kid, absolutely. Would you if Ernest had to watch? I mean, Ernest, Ernest, the character. So, like, during it, you'd be like, "Oh, I mean, it would, yeah, it would be very hard. (laughs) It'd be be very difficult to finish." (laughs) Hey, Joe, (laughs) because you'd have to like focus on not turning your head, you know, 
to make eye contact with that while he's just like, yeah, like doing his head in helicopters, like pretending like that's what he's seeing. (laughs) But what what would be worse, Ernest talking throughout the whole thing or if he was just dead silent, like you didn't even hear him and he was just like sitting there in silence. Would he be, would he be making faces? Or it was like the first time he was stone faced. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's weirder. So the just the faces would be weirder. You look over. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, do you have something to kick this episode? I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> do you have something to kick off this episode with? I feel like you had something to say. Uh no, I think we covered it. Like the cast, a lot of the people. The kid's the only, the only name. Eartha Kit. So Ernest is again a janitor. This time, oh no! Well, is he a janitor or a garbage man? I don't know. No, no. That's a good question, actually. What is he? Regardless, he is somehow teamed up with children again. Yeah, he's a sanitation worker. Which? Oh, oh! I did have something I wanted to kick it off with. Killer clowns from outer space. Props the clowns. They were reused for this movie the chiodo brothers actually get credit for for the effects in this movie because that's what the uh the, the trolls were remodeled from really yes that's interesting oh my god killer clown Ernest universe because john vernon was was in the first Ernest movie Ernest goes to camp oh shit. how about that bringing it They're all connected. together they're in the same universe. That would make sense. That would track. They also use the same pizzas as <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Oh, Goose. so now we're in that universe, too. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is starting to make sense. And and Ernest was launching turtles as weaponized animals, so. Oh, fuck. They meaning, are connected. Meaning the turtles were a little bit sentient, so. Yes. Yes. Uh. Yeah, I know you already went into him being a sanitation worker, but the opening title sequence in this film is the best in all the Ernest films. Yeah. It's got that that spooky beat, and he's just making stupid faces with actual like 1950s and 60s horror movies playing throughout it. Yeah, and it's almost like it's almost like the Goosebumps theme song. Yes, dude, yes. It's like after I watched it, it was all that was in my head. Do, 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 do. They, They might have fucking just ganked that from them. That that song is good. The intro is good. The intros to his movies are like not great, and especially especially the next two. They got they got worse. Just pasting the same three Varney faces on classical painting, which might be genius. Now that I say it out loud, but also Ernest, a uh, Jim Varney rather responded to critics. In an interview, they said, you know, how do you feel about critics that bash the Ernest franchise? And he said, what was his exact quote? He said, we're not trying to make Dr. Zhivago. Again, another reason to love Jim. Yeah. Like, you're a critic reviewing an Ernest movie. Like, go fuck yourself. Being like, yeah, this is not so great. And I say that knowing damn well that that's what we did for the first seven years of our show. Yeah, and we're gonna you all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're gonna criticize them here too, but you know, 
it's not, we're not criticizing them. Like we would preface pretty much everything we say with like, yeah, it's fine for this, but it's an earnest film. It's a good movie. Right. <laughs> right. So he's just making movies for kids. And you know what? Really? That's what rides again and goes to school. Kind of. It changes the earnest franchise in a way where you're like, like, it's hard to even pick on them because they're just home video movies for kids. You're just making, you're just making fucking earnest movies. Like, you know, like it, he wasn't, he wasn't making like real fucking movies. And I think he knew that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He for sure did. So anyway, so Ernest is a sanitation man who is hanging out with children again we get a preface to Ernest though of ancient times Ernest, his great great grandfather. Phineas. Phineas Orr. Phineas. And how trolls were running rampant through the city. And Phineas what banished them to hell and Or did Phineas unleash them? Wait, Phineas? No, he Phineas sealed them up, and then and then the trolls put a curse on Phineas's bloodline, right? Saying that their ancestors will get dumber and dumber as time goes on, and then, then it cuts to Ernest's stupid face, right? Which I thought was funny because it explains why Ernest is the way it is. Yeah, the way yeah. He is. I did like that. I did like that. Yeah, it's I liked that a lot. So we get that storyline. Ernest, of course, is like immediately out of his mind as soon as we see him. And he's like putting, he, he he doesn't know how to operate a garbage truck, even though that is his job. And he's doing a voiceover for a doll that he's put into the trash. It's like, daddy, help me. And you're like, holy shit, this is fucking insane. Also, I noticed the garbage truck had a, did you pick this up? An inscription on it that said, uh, nah. ignoramus ad infinitum ignoramus ad infinitum which i imagine is not a very my fucking keyboard and mouse are dog shit out here stupid forever is that what i'm yeah forevermore to infinity (laughs) so that's what it says but that's also not just on the garbage truck that's the the town seal so that's (laughs) interesting (laughs) We then meet Eartha Kitt. She reveals that Ernest is bringing... Sorry, my fucking mouse is like losing its mind. Did we miss the part? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we. I, I didn't mention this. So we also saw a book report of a little girl after that preface where the little girl explains also the Ernest curse. And... Yes. And she tells this book report in school and everyone's like, that's so stupid. And then Eartha Kitt tells us the same story and everyone knows the story in the town. Uh, I think even including Ernest to a point, I mean, they tell Ernest this shortly. He does not pay to any mind, but like, (laughs) it's insane that this whole town knows. And he's like, well, that's weird that we have the same last name. Hey, Ernest. (laughs) your fucking great great grandfather 
Like, what the fuck? Can't help it, man. He's he's cursed. He's cursed to be an idiot. Yeah, it's all news to Ernest, who's hearing this for the first time. And also, we get where 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 scared stupid ranks higher than other ones for me is the amount of the Ernest character catalog we get. Oh, oh god, the impressions, dude. He tells a story, it's like the story of Genghis Khan. It's insane. In detail. In yeah. detail. And it goes character to character for no real reason at this point. He's just helping the kid like understand the history. Yeah. A Botswanian lumberjack. His Caesar shows up. It's fucking crazy. It's like, oh. Oh, oh, this is all so crazy. And this is just all to tell the kid the story of Genghis Khan because they're going to fortify the kid's fort. They're going to build him a treehouse. Imagine Logan asking me something and just going in depth about the Ottoman Empire. The Doing those insane the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. You're like, please stop talking to me. Anyway, Ernest builds them a treehouse. In the most terrifying location you've ever seen. And Eartha Kitt shows up and is like... On her property. On her property. And she's like, of all the trees, you choose this one. And she's a thousand percent right. She's a thousand percent. (laughs) We've never seen somebody more justified in this statement. I agree. (laughs) It's the most malevolent looking tree you could possibly see. Clearly something wrong. It's not your property. And Eartha Kitt's like, what the fuck are you doing? But they build their thing there. Ernest leaves. While he leaves, the kids get attacked by bullies. They did not need a treehouse because they have the most advanced weaponry I've ever seen in my life. Another Ernest movie filled with gizmos and gadgets. That's the weirdest Ernest trope. This is never explained why everybody in this universe can just just make weapons. (laughs) (laughs) The most high advanced scientist of all time. It's fucking bizarre. Anyway, Ernest shows back up and basically summons the trolls on purpose. He's like, oh, you mean if I say this and say this and do this, the trolls will show up? Doubt it. (laughs) And the trolls show up. Yes, he opens the ancient door. Yeah. I do love that Ernest calls men and women fellas. It makes me laugh every time. Like when the kids run away, he's like, see you fellas later. (laughs) Anyway, Ernest is attacked by a troll. Great special effects. Uh, But they are scared away when Ernest spills his lunchbox filled with milk. Yes. Huh. What? What could? What could happen here? My keyboard's not working. The trolls then throw Ernest's voice to lure one of those children away into the woods. I love that. And turn him into a wood doll. Yeah, it's awesome. They're using Ernest's straight up voice. So, and then Ernest declares himself the great redneck hope. Well, actually Eartha Kitt declares him the great redneck hope, but I've never seen anyone more proud of being insulted in my life. (laughs) <laughs> guy is so fucking proud with that Eartha Kitt's like you have to save the town and Ernest is like got it so he literally just starts running around with a megaphone screaming that trolls are coming 
How fast would Ernest have been institutionalized <laughs> in real life? I mean, in the town that he's in right here, he probably take care of <laughs> take it, take it on a long ride. <laughs> He's yeah. constantly riding around with young children. Right. No, I mean that's that's exactly and, the point and, I was gonna make. And like the, the father is the father of one of the kids is the town sheriff. And then there's the mayor. And they keep seeing Ernest with kids. And literally all the adults are like, please stop hanging around with Ernest, which again, justified. <laughs> and then he now now he's screaming that kids are disappearing after he built them a treehouse. I'd be like, all right, Ernest gotta go. Take him on a long ride. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, no, I don't think Ernest would be among the living for very long. That's fucking funny. I was going to say something else. Oh, I love it in Ernest Rides Again. Because, yeah, in all these movies, like, all the parents are always like, please stop hanging out with Ernest. Which is hilarious. But then like, in Ernest Rides Again, an adult woman tells an adult man to stop hanging out with Ernest constantly. She's like, please stop hanging out with Ernest. <laughs> She's also justified. She is. She's like, he's ruining your career. Dude, even even even, even before all the hijinks happen, all we know is that this guy like had a conversation with Ernest. And that lady is like, hey, listen, bud, you're like a person of stature. Like you can't be, can't be seen associating with somebody like Ernest P. Worrell. <laughs> oh, fuck. But could you, like, these kids, Kenny in this movie is like your son's age. Yeah. you imagine seeing Ernest pull up and then James get out, James get out the passenger side? Dude, the, 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 the first scene where we see Ernest meet the chief of police and he gets out of the truck, closes the door... And then Kenny's head just pops up out of the window like he's like coming from below on the I, I fucking put ten bullets in Ernest right there. What fuck are you doing? Where are my children in your car? Fucking trash. <laughs> well, you're talking to a make believe person named Vern. With no Vern in this, right? Nah, no Vern. No hmm. Vern in None next, of the any next of these three, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bobby Tulip does show back up in this. Our boy Sartan does not. John Cadenhead replaces him and talks just like him, oh, weirdly. From there, the trolls kidnap another one of Ernest's child friends, the, the little girl. So Ernest sets up a, a troll traps, one of which is yeah. the troll motel. The biggest bear traps I've, I've ever oh, seen. Those are amazing. Life. And he's going to put his dog in them as bait. Oh, rim job. Rim shot. Rim shot. I like the troll motel scene, though, because when the lid closes on his hand, he does, like, one of the greatest double takes of all time in, like, the history. Dude. It's not even like, uh, uh, it's not even comical. It's so long. And he looks at the dumpster, looks at the camera, looks back at the dumpster, looks back at the camera, it, just totally expressionless. And then screams. And I was like, that might be the best delivery of that I've ever seen. 
Anyway, the tree's growing. They're growing troll kids. They're collecting children. Ernest is still having encounters with trolls, but every time he drops milk, they fucking run away. Trolls end up picking up one of the bully kids, I believe. One of the bullies, I believe. I don't know. And then the police show. Bullies are, they're kind of red herrings at at times. I'm not going to call anything in Ernest Scared Stupid or Red Herring. They're wearing troll masks that would throw off kids. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. We didn't we didn't talk about that scene with the girl. She's in her bed. This is honestly like no hyperbole. An A plus scene, like very well shot and effective. The girl's in her bed. She's scared. She knows like the trolls are on the loose. She looks under her bed and is shot like suspensefully. So you think there might be something under there. Nothing. You know, it's like a quick shot. She leans back up, grabs her teddy bear, and she's like, oh, like gives a sigh of relief. And then looks to her left and the trolls in her fucking bed. Yeah. And honestly, that's, that's a great shot. That's, that's a great scary scene for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a normal, it's like what you see in normal horror movies. Yes. Same shot. So it's a, it's, it's a good shot for, for sure. Also, when I speed through these before I blow my throat out, just feel free to stop anytime and explain something. So anyway, the trolls get one of the bullies or, or one of the kids. I don't know. They get his soul. So they're, they're almost there. They need one more kid's soul for the prophecy to unfold for them to take over the world. Parents go to the police department and are finally like, our kids are all missing, which again, Ernest has been seen. Ernest with all these suspect children. number one. Yeah. <laughs> APB on Ernest P. Worrell immediately. <laughs> like kill on sight. And Ernest shows up right now and has two children locked in a dumpster when he arrives <laughs> at the police station. So not doing himself any fucking favors, but also the town doesn't seem to totally give a fuck. <laughs> like they don't like him, but it's more because he's a pest. Right. It's more because he's, he's talking annoying. about trolls. <laughs> They're like, shut the fuck up about the trolls. We're trying to solve this missing kid case. And you're just carrying kids around with you constantly. Ernest does get fired there and cries as usual. That is the other Ernest mythos. Every fucking movie, he's got to get fired and cry. At least he doesn't sing. I was actually, every movie we've watched so far since then, I've been like, does he sing a song? He does not. Not a dry eye. Not a dry (laughs) eye. Assholes. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Ernest finds the troll eggs coming from the trees. He tries to stop the the troll. The troll attacks the hood of the car, and we have this f- a whole fight scene where Rimshot is actually driving the car, which is funny as fuck. And then we go to the Halloween party in town, which, despite all the missing children, they hold because the mayor and the police officers think. They're just all going to be at the party. Right. So we have to hold the party because that's when the kids all show back up. Right. Who wants to miss out on the party? And at the Halloween party, the troll finally reveals himself to everyone. And he does get his final soul with Kenny, the main child friend of Ernest. (laughs) Ernest does fight him. He gets covered in ice cream and the troll runs away. 
can I, I, I will say, at, sorry, no, you go. I, I don't remember if it's at this exact moment or right after it, but Ernest, I, I wrote this one down because it's such a funny line. The troll tells Ernest he'll pay for the sins of his forefathers, and Ernest responds with, I didn't have forefathers, I had one father, and I didn't know him that well. <laughs> that's, that's that was a good. funny line in the car, yeah. I will say this, in my opinion, and Scared Stupid also falls into this category for me, unfortunately, the pacing of Ernest movies got fucking bizarre. They got fucking weird. Even with Scared Stupid, there was something where okay. I was like, this, this should be the end of the fucking movie. Like, like it felt very dragged out. Like, Ernest movies could be chopped down to like an hour and 10 minutes each. No doubt. No doubt. There are 90 minutes, which is something we clamor for when watching movies, yeah. but earnest movies don't need to be 90 minutes. They really don't. And, and you could feel it because you're like, this is the end of the movie. And then it just, you look and you've got 25 minutes left and you're like, what the fuck are we going to do for the rest of this? It's fucking nuts. So, and Scared Stupid gets a bit of a pass because it's a very good movie. But the next two, like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, so anyway, the uh, they bleh, 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 bleh. Ernest scares away the trolls, goes and fights the trolls. But the troll children have been born. Thankfully, the kids of the town have rounded each other up. They have grabbed milk. They've figured it out that milk is the way to kill the trolls. And so they load up super soakers with milk and head off to the fight. At the fight, the parents and the cops show up and just get their asses fucking beat by trolls. For like five minutes straight of the movie, we just watch adults getting beat up by trolls. <laughs> Until the kids show up and then they just start killing trolls. And that works. But not against the head troll who goes and summons <laughs> powers from hell. <laughs> to become invincible and untouchable and yeah and, and and it's impossible to kill him milk doesn't affect him so what do you have to do what can you do and he comes for Ernest, and Ernest remembers that the only way to kill <laughs> this is so fucking nuts by the way uh Ernest, Ernest was so unhinged it was like honestly fucking crazy Ernest figures out that the only way to kill him based on the, the the lore is with the power of a pure heart or love if you will heart of a child Uncon a heart unconditional of a child. love unconditional love so as the troll lunges at Ernest Ernest grabs him and just starts ballroom dancing with him and this is enough of unconditional love for the troll for his head to explode Ernest kisses him on his disgusting snots. Booger felt nose. And his any fucking his head explodes like scanners. That's nuts. That's so crazy. That's so fucking crazy. And honestly, wait, is that the end of it? I for some reason I just stopped taking notes after that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean oh. his head explodes and then everybody recognizes Ernest as a hero and like the sheriff's like sorry for being a jerk to you even though oh the sheriff, yes the sheriff I would argue was not a jerk to Ernest was, no should have been probably been as we mentioned probably should have killed Ernest. 
and all the kids that were that were wooden came back, rim shots back, right, including uh, <laughs> including the people from like eighteen hundred, yeah, which very <laughs> odd thing. So that is that. Oh my god, my mouse is like not working. This is fucking nuts. Let's see if we can get through this. So anyway, so that's that for Scared Stupid. After Scared Stupid, Varney does Wilder Napalm, a weird dark comedy uh, written by Vince Gilligan, early early little Vince Gilligan oh, wow. vehicle, starring Deborah Winger and Dennis Quaid. And then the Beverly Hillbillies comes out when she starred, he was the star of, as Jed, Jed, Clampett. Jed Clampett. Although, I feel like Diedrich Bader was having a moment at that time. He might have honestly been the like true draw of that movie. Or was that before his time? That's that's before the Drew Carey show. Okay. Three. Okay. Okay. So never mind. Because I've because he had a moment with that, and then the whose line is it anyway? Was he on that too? Or no? right? Well, no, no, no. That was that was his other was bozo Ryan friends. Yeah. Okay. Right. Stop. Do you like that show? Drew Carey show? No, Drew Carey show's fucking sick. Mimi? Dude, Mimi's nuts. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what a fucking character. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah, whose line is it anyway? Yeah, I thought it was funny. I didn't watch it religiously. You know what I just didn't like? The Wayne Brady thing. It was great. <laughs> it was great to start Wayne Brady's, all Wayne Brady's like singing bit. The whole singing bit. It was fine at first, but then it became like a thing. It became like every episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway had to have a song one for Wayne Brady. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mind it. Yeah. Well, I didn't like it. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I I did not like it. Anyway, I also did not like Whose Line Is It Anyway, so I guess my 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 feelings are invalid. He also said he was really afraid to do Jed because of how saturated he was in earnest. And he, he felt that, by the way, this was my favorite quote of his. In the, I watched the interview. He said, Jed is a totally different character. Hey, Jim, Jim, I love you. They yeah, saw you as proto- earnest and were like, that's Jed. Let's just have him be Jed. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the entire premise of the t- the TV show Beverly Hillbillies. Jed's a fucking idiot and doesn't belong in Beverly Hills. <laughs> right? Like, just a simple-minded moron. And also, you can't say he's not like Ernest because Ernest is fourteen different people, also, including a guy that is like a hillbilly. <laughs> right. So there you have it. And then and then he also releases this book, Ask Ernest. We will be reading excerpts of this during the live show, but I saw one today while just reviewing it and it caught my attention because it says taint in huge fucking letters. Taint. Taint. T-A-I-N-T. And it says, what actually is taint? (laughs) Can't be talking. I mean, mean, it can't be the slang word, right? Wait, wait. So, I don't know. Okay, so it's not, but it sort of is. And I wonder if the, I wonder if Ernest invented taint. Based on what he calls this, based on what he describes taint as here, it's, okay. He said, it's, I guess it's a poem. It might be a fucking poem. I don't know. It's, 
It says it happens every year. It's after we open all our presents and it's before we start all those impossible resolutions. It's when we're all wearing new sweaters, but we haven't yet received the charge bill for them. It's when we go to work, but nobody really does anything. It's those days between Christmas and New Year's. It's pure holiday fun, but it tank Christmas and it tank New Year's. It's just plain taint. I mean, he's I'm describing curious. taint as an in-between thing. Right. That's, I mean, I mean, that's, that's how the slang taint, right. The asshole. Right. Taint the, but who, you know, who said it first? Who said it first? I'm gonna, all right. Let's, let's do some, some or research. Or is Ernest putting this in a children's book and calling the week. So kids will run around calling the week, their winter break taint. <laughs> <laughs> Like, where does taint originate? Uh, that's what I'm looking for. What is the history of taint? I, I'm I'm going to give it to Ernest, man. Can't be true. <laughs> Ernest has the best likes. But who else is using taint? Like, taint in a, a taint New Year's taint. Like, what I mean, else? it's saying it's saying here that people were using it like that since, like, the Genghis Khan. <laughs> Ernest Genghis Khan. <laughs> I'm trying to see the find the earliest use of the word taint. Wait, they they can't, they couldn't use the word taint in Genghis Khan. <laughs> it's Middle Ages. It says this is fucking ludicrous. <laughs> taint. Dude, my fucking keyboard doesn't work. So. Horatio Sands once played a man with no taint. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing oh all right wait let's i'll let you keep looking let's take a quick oh, 1955 it was message it was mentioned in in a book in play a this love with me oh. <laughs> written by jim varney's father <laughs> written by phineas phineas world All right, we have to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Ernest Rides Again. All right, we're back. Ernest Rides Again, 1993. Joe's still reading about taints. I am. There's actually a lot of info. It's pretty (laughs) (laughs) interesting. $3 million budget, $1.4 million box office. By the way, if you know anyone that is like a sound engineer can make sounds uh, for for the show, I, I need like bumpers for our commercial breaks. So. Send email me three million dollar budget, 1.4 million dollar box, November 12th, 1993. So, this is Ernest's first flop, yeah. Lost half of its budget, and it was not a big budget. Oh, three million made 1.4. Yikes! Yikes, yikes, yikes. The scope of this movie is fucking huge. The budget's his lowest budget today. Even camp was 3.5, which not much more, but it's just a, lo- a big undertaking for such a fucking small budget. And it really fucking shows. And it also opens with a Mr. Bill short, which I did not need. Dude, that talk about going on for too long. What's that? Dude, I couldn't believe, dude, I was like, how's this still going? Dude, 
why are they still selling Mr. Bill shit? No one knew who Mr. Bill was when we were kids. Like, my dad told me who Mr. Bill was, but I, like, had no reference. I never saw Mr. Bill thing in my life. I never once, I think, even chuckled at a Mr. Bill sketch. For those that don't know, he's just, he's just he's what a, was he, like, Play-Doh? A clay? Play-Doh guy, like a very he's crude Play-Doh man. And he just yeah. says, oh, no. And they just put him places where he's, like, going to get, you know, he's made out of clay, so things are going to happen to him. So they put him, like, in front of traffic, and they'll be like, oh, no. When the car comes. <laughs> the most lowbrow humor I've ever heard in my life. But so anyway, we had to watch for that. the Mr. Bell <laughs> serial killer next year. <laughs> when we somehow talk ourselves into it and declare it the greatest thing ever made. And we sit through for 48 hours of Mr. Bull fo- Mr. Bill footage. And Mr. Bill and Saturday Night Live had nothing to do with Ernest. There was no relation. <laughs> They, they they used it to pad the VHS of this fucking movie. Which the movie was already an hour and a half still. It just added 20 minutes to it. Which was and, great. And, dude, Mr. Bill's spoofing Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. <laughs> I, think, I think all kids want to see Mr. Bill's spoof. Which, which we didn't mention for Scared Stupid, but man, Ernest was really betting on children loving john wayne all the time oh dude dude, dude kenny does a like the first time you see kenny he does a john wayne impression <laughs> yeah just constant i don't think he does any in these two but at this point i might no. also be desensitized and he might just i might just not even notice them anymore no, I, I don't think he did because he's totally done them so often in all, every movie so far hey there little lady Somebody was probably like, Ernest, it's 1993. Fucking cut it out. When did uh, he die, John Wayne? John Wayne? Yeah. Was it in the 90s? Oh, dude, it was after that Genghis Khan movie. Everything comes back to Genghis Khan. <laughs> it's because we live in the simulation. John, oh, John 79. Wayne playing, he John died. Wayne playing Genghis he, Khan. What a casting choice. <laughs> Wait, he played Genghis Khan? Yeah. Dude, they say that movie killed him. They, they filmed up like radioactive where they're testing nuclear weapons. <laughs> That's the most funny, unfunny thing I've ever heard. Holy shit. When did that when uh uh-huh, when did that movie come out? It's getting it's caught. Apparently it doesn't exist according according to Wikipedia. <laughs> All right. Well, we got we got to get through these fucking movies. We're at an hour already. We don't have time for this. Ernest rides again. Uh, oh shit! Or also, Ernest has the most deranged cover. Ernest rides again has the most deranged cover art of all the Ernest movies. It's just his fucking. Fa- it tells you nothing about this movie. It's just his fucking big face being insane in it. You would have no clue what this movie's about. No. And he, he also gets also, this. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Can I just share that The Conqueror came out in 1956 where he did play John Wayne and of the 220 cast members, 91 of them compromising 41% of the crew developed cancer and 40, 21% of them died from it. Oh, shit. Where they were filming in Utah and its surrounding, no, in Utah and its surrounding locations near nuclear test sites. Holy shit. That's crazy. Sorry. 
That's insane. Ernest rides again. They probably should have got some money out of that. There's also a theme song for this. There once was a man named Oral Ernest P. Oral. Uh, it kind of slaps. Sounds all yeah. You know why it slaps? Because it sounds like Duke Lion by Big Dumb Face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, two shots. Duke Lion. <laughs> That's why it slaps. I feel like it's spoofing like Davy Crockett. Didn't yeah, Davy yeah, Crockett have a theme song? Yeah, it is for sure. But, Big yeah. Dumb Face reference. Holy shit. Just trying to crowbar that in there. After the financial failure of this movie, all other films were straight to video. Yes. And I'm not totally sure I understand the beginning of this movie. And I don't think I'm intended to. But he's a janitor again. And he finds a... Well, actually, no, he doesn't. He just gets into a fight, as Joe mentioned earlier, with a circular saw that is alive and chasing him and like looking and for acting him. and acting <laughs> and they literally demolish a fully framed house in this opening scene that that has nothing to do with the movie whatsoever but after this fight with a, a machine Ernest finds a I don't know a relic I guess something yeah, buried it's a metal plate. Yeah, metal, it's a metal plate. plate. And he goes and shows it to this guy, Doctor Abner, who is maybe one of the worst actors we've ever talked about He's on bad. the show. He's bad. He's really fucking bad. And I He's act- a stand-up comedian. That's fucking psychotic. That's fucking- I, I need. I need to see his material because there's no way. <laughs> I mean, he's painful. He's painful to watch deliver stuff it is brutal and i actually felt i was like devastated as soon as he comes on screen because like already again like you could see the budget difference in this like heavily and you're like that sucks and then this guy shows up and you're like fuck this is the end of Ernest. like no one's gonna let Ernest make a movie after this no one's gonna watch this fucking piece of shit like this sucks like and like Ernest is trying to act off of this guy, and like I can't even imagine how hard that was. Yeah, this guy, this guy's rough. He's really fucking bad. Oh God, you know what though? See, the beginning of this movie, I I had a lot of hope for it. I'm realizing because <laughs> I fucking love this scene. So Ernest goes to this guy's lab, this Doctor Abner's lab, and they're like looking at the the piece of metal. And for whatever reason, Ernest starts making a sandwich in this laboratory. There's no reason to make a sandwich here. It's a fucking lab table. And, and for whatever reason, he's putting shit on his sandwich like steel wool and drinking hydrochloric acid. Like, because it's on the table and he's not looking. It's the most psychotic scene of all time. And it makes so fucking little sense and he's just eating it he's just cho- he's chewing on steel it's fucking crazy as it, dude he grabs steel wool like it's lettuce and he's like like nothing passes through his head that he did not grab steel wool fucking yeah well, i mean there's nothing in his head <laughs> that's true he also spits the acid out and it melts through a wall so 
Is this continuity from Ernest Goes to Jail? So I had read that he demonstrates his magnetic abilities in this. I I didn't. I when does he do that? Uh, I don't think he does. Right? Somebody was like, it comes back in this movie, unless they just meant. His. Oh, other than the tools are all going towards him. Oh, no, that doesn't count. Is it continuity that he's actually a superhero and he should be in the Fast and the Furious franchise? Yes. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> know what I mean, Dom? <laughs> Dude, the fucking favor. How sick would that be? <laughs> Gets fired, cries, Dude, comes Ernest back. Tokyo drifting. <laughs> Gets fired by Kurt Russell, the head of a secret agency. Starts crying. Fast, fast and the furious dude, guys dude, have actually, to go save him. Fuck. <laughs> the janitor at the oh, <laughs> secret shit. service. Dude, just in the background of scenes, like making a mess of things. Mop, like, yeah. yeah. Get, gets, gets his, spills his mop bucket in Dom's car and is like, then we just see him in the background trying to like get the water out. Yeah. Sucking it up with his mouth. But he rips, he rips out the nitrous tube yeah. that Dom needs it in, oh. in the next chase scene. Dude, he puts it in his mouth to try to keep it from <laughs> blowing everywhere. Drinking antifreeze. Which, which, him putting shit in his mouth is the new favorite thing that he does in this franchise, starting with the next movie, and I hope it continues. Oh, because yeah. oh, dude, that pen scene got such a pop. Like, she's like, this, this is Ernest's identity. <laughs> oh man uh, i love that anyway so they determine it's this piece of an ancient canon called goliath supposedly it holds, holds the crown jewels from england which weren't actually they don't actually have they lost them in the revolutionary war i'm just yeah, that's lying about them ever since <laughs> but the school thinks he's an idiot the the professor which also he kind of is too but like he's a the school thinks he's an idiot, but like also he's on the verge of like tenure and is like seems to be well respected. I, I don't know. No, no, no. This movie gets real fucking hazy. <laughs> and I, I do I skip a lot on this one, so just feel free to interrupt if you have I mean we talked to talk about we talked heavily about scared stupid yeah. when people haven't seen these two. So Ernest starts writing a fucking cannon. Abner starts writing a go-kart. And it becomes a chase movie, very similar to our cannonball run talk. I got yes. those kind of vibes, but on a much less scale, because again, they didn't have any fucking money. So you got, right. you got the school guy chasing them, the Dean of the school chasing them because he's like, yes, because he wants the crown jewels. He wants that. This the Indiana Jones things. Cause you know, Indiana Jones always has a rival professor that's trying to beat him to the, yes. the artifacts. Yes. Imagine if professors really did that. <laughs> be so we sick. talked about it on the show before. Like, <laughs> Indiana Jones, during summer break, fucking commits murder. And then un- unfeels secrets mankind can't comprehend. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes back and teaches. And he's just a tenured professor. He's <laughs> <laughs> a boring guy. <laughs> commits murder. Dude, imagine, the, imagine the events of raiders happen to you where you watch souls ascend to heaven and people's faces fucking melt 
<laughs> and then and then in a couple of weeks you just go back to your job like nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Watching souls ascend to heaven is such a funny thing to think about. Like seeing, visually seeing and being like, well, that's just changed literally everything we've ever <laughs> thought of or known about. Yeah, how could you carry on with your normal life? You you just simply couldn't. And a few years later, you and your dad discovering the blood of Christ and like the chalice that held it. People have been guarding it for eternity that you talk to. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have to go teach like archaeology 101. How to brush dust off of a fossil. (laughs) And then to your point, I imagine archaeologists acted like that as if all that wasn't fantastical enough that you you just have, there's another professor from like the school down the street that's trying to murder you so he can get there first. (laughs) Holy shit. Uh, Should we do Indiana Jones movies? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I fucking love them. <laughs> All the people that that were doing our news are going to love hearing that news. <laughs> For now, let me just do franchises. Nobody wants us to do. <laughs> anyway. So Ernest is riding around on a cannon for an ungodly amount of time. As Joe clocked it, 18 minutes. Abner's riding around in a go-kart. and. They're being chased again by the dean of the school. They're being chased by MI6, essentially, the British secret agency. And yes. two guys who are, who are those two guys? I mean, uh, they take the place of, of what was the two bumping uh, the idiots tulips. from the other movies? The Tulips. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. And it is, it, wait. Oh, dude, I'm on another movie. I was like. Bobby Tulip played one of those guys. I was about to lose my fucking mind. He does not. He does not. But yeah, no, same concept. Same concept. These two guys are just chasing Ernest around. So yeah, all these like different people, wacky people chasing Ernest, trying to get to the crown jewel. And But we have to watch this for 18 minutes of Ernest writing. It's not being powered by anything. It's just rolling for 18 minutes straight at right. full speed. Right. They're chasing him in cars and can't can't, can't catch him. He can't steer. <laughs> he cannot steer. <laughs> also, again, I Sean keeps saying the time. 18 minutes of actual screen time that the 18. viewer watches. It, it's not it's not like 18 minutes passes in the movie. And someone's like, oh, you were on that for 18 minutes. No, we watch him on that for 18 minutes right. of actual screen time. Yes, that's a in a ninety-minute movie. In a ninety-minute movie. <laughs> and by the way, when he's on the cannon, he's not doing anything. He's just talking. Dude, that's ten minutes away from being a third of the movie. That's fucking. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. He's just face acting, just being like, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, then Abner will pull up, and then he'll talk to him, and then we'll just keep going. If if it lasts for an eternity, we do. Right before he hops on this cannon, though, I do want to highlight he does the Austin Powers scene that we reference so off so often. Uh, he does it first. 
where he, where a car is coming and he's screaming for it to stop. And it's like a mile down the road and then it finally hits him. So Ernest did it first. Ernest did it first. I was go I have this noted after the last movie, but I'll I'll just say it now. I, I know I mentioned before I was like I, I how sad I was that he died and like what he could be doing right now. What I've really thought about, and I was like, fuck, that's what I miss was I wish he lasted long enough to to be at the time of the Michael Myers and Eddie Murphy doing 18 different characters in their own fucking movie era of comedy. Well, he was around then. He was around. But he, he died he, in 2000. But he wasn't. When did those movies come out? Austin Powers was 97. All right. Well, he wasn't. Professor was 95. I don't think he could have pulled off a fucking acting 18 different roles while he had terminal cancer. (laughs) Sure. All right. Fine. (laughs) Uh, Well, dude, I mean, no, no. Ernest, Ernest in the army came out in 98. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. So let's fight. Let's wait till we, (laughs) let's wait till we fucking see it. But that was also filmed in 97. I just think. He needed a little more time. When did like Big Mom? Wait, not Big Mama's house. Was it Big, Big Mama's, Mama's house? Is that where he plays like di- eighteen different people? Or is that? Am I wrong about that? Martin Lawrence. Yeah. No, that's just that's just Martin. Lu- Dude, there's three Big Mama's house. There is. Dude, Big Mama like father likes what is this? I can't look because my fucking mouse and keyboard don't work anymore. <laughs> Like Big Mama's house, like father, like son. No, what was what's the Eddie Murphy movie? What the fuck's Eddie Murphy? The, the Nutty Professor. The clumps. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I mean, the oh, next that was movie fucking ninety six. That was ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Yeah, fucking the right. next movie. The next movie we're about to talk about, man, is the Nutty Professor. Then fucking because Cherry. Then Cherry this. fucked up. Cherry fucked up. Cherry should have been pitching this shit. Cherry should have been like. Ernest is going to be 18 different characters, throw one in a fucking fat suit. Fucking, this is it. Yeah, but he, but he did, but he does. He's no, but that's the problem with these movies. It's like, especially these last two, he, those characters are fucking gone. Well, I guess it happens a little bit here. Nelda's in this one. Nelda. She tells the guy he didn't eat enough bran. Yeah. But they're never enough. And, and, and. Scared Stupid had a ton of it. And I that, I think that's why I love Scared Stupid so much. I love when he does that shit. Give me yeah, all the characters. Yeah. It definitely goes to the wayside, for sure. Give me all the characters. Anyway. Well, there goes that fucking thought. You know, I could look these things up in advance, but I just choose not to. So I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> Can I just tell you that Ernest Rides Again held a nationwide contest called the brain drain challenge. Did you see this? No. Okay. The movie billed itself as the first movie to integrate education with a big screen comedy. Okay. And on April 27th, 1994, the contest started and children 14 and under could win by answering 25 middle school curriculum oriented questions that were integrated into the movie. More than a hundred middle schools around the country participated and retailers could get in on the action by purchasing the earnest four pack at $379 and 80 cents. <laughs> but it included a counter display with a hundred brain drain challenge question books. How many retailers do you think bought that? 
Uh, Ernest was big into like the weird, like, I don't want to say scammy, but like very weird reselling of his like products. Like he would re-release like the same movies over and over again under different names and like different, you get different versions of the movies and commercials and shit. Like he was very, yeah, yeah. he released a lot of shit. Anyway, the brain drain. Can't imagine why that didn't take off. What business does Ernest have being the movie to be like, we're going to be the first ones to integrate education? In this one. I mean, I guess there's a professor in it. That's the only correlation I can make. A a quack professor. And they're lying. It's not even historical fucking information we're getting. Crown jewels. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, You get medieval torture devices in this. You do get that. Ernest Ernest puts himself in an Iron Maiden. (laughs) You also get Ernest causing an RV full of pedestrians to be fired on by the British military, which hilarious. Like (laughs) unloading fucking weapons on the, on the fucking innocent civilians. Ernest has no other resource though, but he has to fire the cannon in order to save him and Abner from all the villains that are coming despite them only coming for the crown jewels and despite Ernest thinking that he's probably going to shoot out the crown jewels from the cannon. Unfortunately, that doesn't happen. It's just a cannonball. Abner gets fucking pissy with Ernest. And is like, this is your fucking fault. If I were Ernest, I'd fucking slit that guy's fucking throat. Bury him where I buried all the other kids from scared stupid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. You're fucking part of this too. And then Ernest gets upset, as usual, cries, and then kicks a barrel, which just happens to hold the crown jewels, (laughs) and was attached to the cannon, which at any point you think you'd be like, we should look around this thing to see if, because they're not in the cannon, maybe they're around the cannon. (laughs) Yeah, Dr. Mellon's the fucking useless professor. Asshole. So he gets it, and then he immediately gets the crown stuck on his head. Which for the next 30 minutes, because there's somehow 30 minutes left, despite them finding the crown jewels, there's still 30 minutes left. For the next 30 minutes, we are watching people trying to get the crown off of Ernest's skull. That's the central plot of the movie moving forward. Despite there being other jewels and other riches, they need to get this fucking crown off this idiot's head. (laughs) I I just thought of how they got it off. (laughs) Dude. Honestly, a little bit infuriating for me. At the end. <laughs> no big payoff for that. So he gets the crown stuck on his head and the, the professor guy finds him and is like, I'm taking you to get this surgically removed. So they bring him in. They try to use a bone saw on his skull to like remove the top of his skull to get the crown. <laughs> and it it breaks the blade, which is a bit and a callback to a bit from the beginning of the movie where nails were that's right fucking shot into Ernest's skull but did nothing. It just bent the nails. And he was like, That's the hard spot. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole The bit. evil professor in this one's trying to murder him with an axe. That's that's another Ernest is, tries to behead him. Ernest, yeah, he doesn't cut his head off. But that's interrupted by Abner, 
who shows up and uses the, that artifact as a boomerang to knock him out. The, then the Brits show up and they say, he who wears the crown shall be king. And I was so excited. I thought Ernest was legitimately going to become king. I was so, I'm bored. <laughs> and then what Joe was talking about, we've watched the last 30 minutes of them trying to get this off his head. Ernest like tips his head back. And that crown falls off. Dude, that's because at M- Melon's like, oh, you got something on your shirt. Oh, that's right. whole like, that's gag. Right. It's like, whoop. That's, like, right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot that's why he knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though, you got something on your shirt. <laughs> and yes, the crown and the falls off. Slides off his head. <laughs> and that's the end of that movie. And it goes into a promo immediately for Ernest Goes to School. So this must have been a, a, a video rip. Uh, no, they were, they were shot back to back. get the fuck out of here yeah dude this guy was inventing shit in hollywood that no one knew about it's where lord of the rings got it from the the marvel multiverse man he is he is a quite the guy he also goes on chevy chase once to play the dulcimer i can't tell you how much i hate chevy chase like he is (laughs) such a worthless sack of shit I, I honestly hate his fucking guts. I mean, everyone knows that he's a piece of shit, but like his talk show is awful. It is awful. And his interview with Jim Varney is so fucking bad. Jim is like giving him shit to laugh at and Chevy is just standing there straight face. He won't laugh. The only time Chevy Chase laughs in that is he makes his own shitty fucking joke in it. And it's a fucking terrible joke. And he like fucking cracks himself up. Dude, that, that, for those that don't know, that talk show is very short-lived, and it's widely regarded as, like, one of the worst talk shows it's, of all time. It's so fucking he, bad. He invites punk rockers on to do, like, a special on punk, and he gets into a legitimate fist fight with a punker <laughs> during, during the actual show. It was airing. You can, you can find it on YouTube. It, it's fucking psychotic. I, I suggest watching the Varney clip, because Varney's, like, treading fucking water, and he's... He's being fucking funny, and Chevy's just like, huh, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? This guy is such an asshole. I actually just heard a story, not to get off topic. Actually, let's take a break, and we'll come back with Ernest Goes to School and this story about fucking idiot Chevy Chase. All right, so we're back. I, maybe I'll leave that in for the video watchers, how I tell to cut that, where to cut for the breaks. Just so they it's could good. see. Because Joe loves it. It's fucking the most cringiest shit in the world. Hey, anyway, Chevy Chase is a fucking asshole. Chevy Chase, <laughs> I just heard this story. This comedian, and this comedian knew Chevy Chase's fucking, you know, fucking reputation for being a piece of shit and an asshole to everyone he meets. He sees Chevy out, and he, he knows the reputation. But Chevy is literally wearing a hat that says Chevy Chase on it. He's wearing a Chevy Chase hat. It just says Chevy Chase on it. It doesn't say the Chevy Chase show. And apparently he's been wearing these around lately. But then hates when you like approach him. Like he's notorious for being like, why the fuck are you talking to me? And so he's wearing a Chevy Chase hat and this comedian's like, hey, I know you hate it when people come up to you, but I just have to tell you for my own sake how much you meant to me in my career. And that's all I want to say. And Chevy Chase just responds with, what do you want me to say to that? (laughs) 
See, I would wear that as a badge of honor. Like, if you're not getting told off by Chevy Chase. <laughs> no, I mean, at that point, yeah, I think even that's what the comedian said. The comedian's like, I knew that was going to happen. But, like, even when it happens, you're like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, what a piece of shit. And walking around with your name on a hat, expecting people to, like, not be like, hey, are you Chevy Chase? <laughs> like, it's, dude, it's so funny because Chevy's doing the uh, con circuits now. Like, you see Roy at Comic Con. Crazy. He's there as like the main guy and he's doing reunions with the cast of like the vacation movies. I honestly might throw money out just to see because he's getting paid to be there, right? So yes. You don't have any grounds to be like, people can't talk to me. But I just know he's still like, what the fuck are you talking oh, about? Oh, he has to be. Just, and if he's not I might, yet, I might pay for it. He'll he'll get there. He'll get there. Like you could be the straw, Joe. You you can for oh, sure. You can for sure be the fucking straw. Just <laughs> <laughs> think of Anselmo. <laughs> oh yeah. What like what I could do to Chevy. Well, dude, that's the other thing about these cons. Like it might not even be you that breaks his straw first because all those like other celebs love going up to each other. Like, and sometimes there's like a dis there's, what do I say? There's scale. They're on different levels, but like a lower level guy will go up to like a much higher level guy and be like, Hey bud, we're both actors. Remember that time I was like an extra in that movie. You know what I mean? You see that sometimes at the cons and it's always fucking awkward. And you know, yes. you think about how many people are doing that to Chevy. Some like how many fucking scrubs are going up to Chevy, being like, "Hey, hey, hey we're the same, you and me." <laughs> Chevy's gonna lose his. He's gonna fucking blow a gasket. He's gonna blow a fucking gasket. By the way, he's doing a new Christmas movie with fucking Randy Quaid, who I thought wasn't allowed Holy in the shit. United States, but they're, <laughs> they're, do, they're dude, doing those it, two together. They're filming it in New- dude, that's what I did. When I saw it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And Brian Doyle Murphy, Murray, Brian Doyle Murray yeah. is also in it. And I was like, this poor fucking guy, like he just needs a check so bad. And now he's got to deal with these two fucking assholes. <laughs> this has got to be. Cause Rand- dude, Randy's doing the uh, con con scene too. I need to start going again. I need, I need to get these two. I would go just for them, like for sure, and just try and rile something up. Just have the just have have us recording, while we're in line. <laughs> have Randy sign an eight by ten of his fucking naked body from from the, the sixties over his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Photoshop Chevy's face into it. <laughs> Have Chevy sign it. <laughs> have Chevy in the background, Photoshop him into the background of the picture, and have them both sign the same thing. Hey, Chevy, what's this all about? <laughs> Never understood your cameo in this. That was our fucking 30 minutes on Chevy Chase. <laughs> we will never go an episode without doing that, I don't think. Uh, 10.44, okay. Here we go. Ernest... Goes to school, June tenth, nineteen ninety four. Budget three million dollars. First and only earnest movie not directed by John Cherry. Still in the family, though. Still in the family. Still in the family. One of the the also the only movies with somebody that acted in it and came out as a a, a moderate star of TV and film with a Will Sasso. 
His debut, yeah. His debut. And Sarah Chalk. Who the fuck is Sarah Chalk? Come on, dude. Becky from the Roseanne. Her name's Sarah Chalk? Yeah. It's like C-H-A-L-K? With an E at the end. She's Elliot in Scrubs. She's she's the second Becky. You know how how one one yes. place. Yes, yes, yeah. She's she's the girl in here with glasses, and we also got uh, David Keith in here. Squint Westwood, right after his Academy Award nom for Officer and Gentleman. <laughs> hey, that's insane, actually. <clears throat> Ernest loves a cutthroat businessman as the villain. He does. Every villain lately is a, well, again, scared stupid. The holiday ones are such outliers to the other movies. It's actually kind of crazy. We said it last week, but they should have just capitalized. Yeah. Like they could have been Valentine's. It could have been Easter, you know, just capitalize. You could have, yeah. Because you just work with the source material that's already there. You don't have to invent right new mythos right right and you just have Ernest almost as a side piece to to the the holiday correct anyway this movie is about a school chickasaw falls high school which is facing closure because two schools want to merge no four schools want to merge i think doesn't matter doesn't matter at all no, no nothing about this <laughs> <laughs> So the school is going to merge and we open up with all hail the muskrats song and Ernest marches through the school with an odd opening though, because usually we watch Ernest causing chaos. And at the beginning of this movie, like 90% of the chaos is being caused just by the people in the school. Ernest is just like walking by them. For the for this part, yes, yeah. he does go into a bathroom oh, and no, he's exploded. <laughs> he proceeds. He really goes into cartoon mode in this, which I really liked. Very silly stuff in this with, like, as Joe mentioned, he goes into the bathroom and sits on a toilet. And the he fucked with the water, so then the water flushes and it, like, shoots up. And all you see is his hat floating on water. Have you ever seen that in a live-action movie? Now I'm just thinking about that now. Has anyone attempted no, to do no. that? No, this is a Looney Tunes. That is strictly a cartoon move. Because, like, how the fuck? Who's going to take the time to make that special effect? Wait, wait. This is the one where he gets flattened. Yeah, he gets flattened by the football team. Yes. The, in the opening secret, like, like legitimately flattened. They, they, have, they, have, they have the actor Jim, like, underground, and then his shirt's, like, flattened on top of it. But just so you can see his face. This is a true cartoon earnest. Like he's, he has turned into a full, full cartoon at this point. Anyway, th- there's an evil school guy who, you know, business guy. And he says that with the merger, everyone in the high school that works at the high school has to have a high school diploma or they're going to fire him. And is immediately like, Ernest doesn't have a high school diploma. <laughs> so they give Ernest the option to either repeat 12th grade. Well, I guess it's not repeat. Fin- Although, does Ernest even acknowledge that he didn't finish high school, or is he like, I don't know, it doesn't matter. He either has to resign his position or take 12th grade again in high school to finish and get his diploma. Yes. So, right before he finds this out, though, he's fixing a vacuum that's making noise, and he 
literally tears it to shreds. The only person that would do this is Joe's dad to fix something. Would instead <laughs> of just throwing it the fuck out at that at some point, just being like, I'm done with this. Literally breaks it down to its final, most tiny form to find the whirring noise that's causing him grief. And when he finds the fucking motor, he just puts it in his fucking mouth for some reason and then spits it out and then goes job well done and that's it that's the fucking what the fuck just happened and there's a callback to that bit and i fucking love it because i loved that bit so much he puts a motor in his mouth and then just spit just throw it out of fucking fucking psychotic Ernest reluctantly does agree to go back to school but he's petrified of it for some reason what do you mean? For so? Look at him. He's very well justified. Also, what happened? Did I miss something when the cowboy shows up in the hallway of the school? No, no, you did not. <laughs> no. I forgot about that. Because Ernest immediately. He needs a hall pass. Ernest immediately walks out to the hall. He immediately becomes a student, by the way. Walks out into the hall. So now he's a student. And there's just a cowboy standing there. It gives Ernest like, like, a whole like pass. Heavenly, right? It, it, <laughs> there's light shining on it. The, 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 the only time in the movie the lighting is different from any other part of the cast. And that cowboy never comes back again. <laughs> it's so fucking bizarre. And it's made to look like the school's like cut in half. It's nuts. It's very like Beetlejuice-esque. I don't know how to explain this. Like he turns and it's just like a different scene. Like the 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 lockers are there and then they cut off and then you're in the desert and the school is turned into a desert from there on out. It's a very yeah. odd moment. <laughs> and not a- that's actually it's actually so crazy. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. You know what? Rides again might be a better movie. Because <laughs> now I'm also reading some other notes that I'm about to get to. So Ernest is thrown into class with children immediately. At least these are older children. In the first class, he soaks a teacher with a bottle of, I mean, <laughs> call it what you want to call it. I guess it's supposed to be glue. <laughs> Hard sell for me, though. That's appears to be a tube of cum. <laughs> that Ernest sits on, sits on and shoots all over his fucking teacher. <laughs> fucking dude, a tube of glue. What? It was like a toothpaste tube. Yes. Anyway, 100%. It's tarred and feathered. That's the end of that. Then we go to the gym teacher who is teaching wrestling. And he's like, which is like a typical trope at this time where it was like, saved by the bell was like, Oh, we're doing like Slater was on the wrestling team and they had the wrestling mats out, but then was doing like body slams on the wrestling right. mats. Like you, you, you got that often in earnest. Not only is he teaching them wrestling, they're in a professional wrestling ring, a, a, the, a ring, a ring yeah. with ropes and <laughs> a mat. And then Ernest's opponent, cause he volunteers Ernest first, uh, is, a, is just a professional wrestler that shows up to the school. In a costume. It's not stupid. In costume. It comes out and eats the turnbuckle. <laughs> Imagine hey, did you have did you have wrestling in gym class in eighth grade? No. Did no? you? 
Yeah, dude. I honestly think I honestly think we're the reason you didn't. Dude, that's that, crazy. Yeah, man. I'm a, I've talked. I've told you who who was in my my grade, like yeah. in, on the red team. I distinctly remember because that that was the height of like Stone Cold and stuff. Oh, and fuck. Coach Pie, Coach Pie was trying to go over the fundamentals, and kids were just giving each other neck breakers and Stone Cold stunners, jumping off of the fucking bleachers. It was chaos. It's ca- dude, Lee Rogers, Lee Rogers took, you know, they had lockers in the gym locker room. And he was breaking the locks off of him because there was a bar that there was a bar on the inside of the lockers that he figured out you could rip off with your bare hands and you could put it on the locks and push down on it so the locks the locks would snap. They they would so he would do that and he'd collect them and he put them around his knuckles so when it was his turn to wrestle he'd just hit people with them so it was like a pair of brass knuckles. It was it was chaos. Like it's a bedlam. fucking felony, dude. <laughs> dude the coach, coach by had to call in reinforcement, and we all had to sit in like separate corners of the gymnasium. While some had to go in the locker room. It was mayhem. I was, I always wondered if if we were allowed to, because I also think we got. I also think we got hockey banned too. <laughs> I don't remember. I think we did floor hockey. I think we did floor hockey. Floor, me and McCle- me, me, me and Ryan McCluskey spent days in the penalty box. Days for like from the second he said go. <laughs> why? Why as a gym teacher would you even do that to yourself? <laughs> Give yourself that headache. I would just make everyone run and do push-ups like the fucking old days. Fucking nuts, dick by. That's real name. That's real name. Anyway, Ernest. Oh, so he wrestles and he gets the shit beat out of him. Bobby is back. Bobby, Bobby Tulip's back. He is a scientist now. Yeah. Didn't strike me as a scientist in the past, but he is a scientist who has created a way to make pigs smarter. Yeah. Using this mind thing. In the in the meantime, Ernest has fallen in love with Mr. Fugel, Miss Fugel, the music teacher, which includes a full dance routine. Way too long of Ernest ballroom dancing again with a woman. And well, I mean, again, because he ballroom danced with a troll. Now he's ballroom dancing with a woman. Jim and must have been most taking, insane faces. Yeah. Jim must have been taking lessons about like, hey, like, we got to so, showcase thing. some of my talents. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to do this movie, you have to show people that I can dance. Yeah. <laughs> He finds out he's going to fail school within a week, which is actually a funny joke. If you think about that, he spent one week at school and they're like, you're not going to (laughs) pass. So you have to fucking go, but he cries and they give him another break and they, they tell him that, you know, this is his last chance, but he's gotta, he's gotta get shit together. So on his way home, he's crying because he's like, how am I going to do this? He opens up a locker and there's a hole that goes into a secret laboratory where they've decided to test this on Ernest. It's a brain accelerator and it lasts three (laughs) hours between charges and Ernest becomes super fucking smart. He actually becomes a whole other person. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. All the kids are like, hey man, you're kind of a dick. Because he's not just smart. He's also like pretentious and acting like he's He's rich, even though he's earnest. (laughs) So like when he sees the food, he's like, oh God, I don't eat this. I mean, that didn't change. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but that's that's what it is. He also, when he's smart, he wears glasses and a tie, and his vest is buttoned up. So that's that's how you can tell the difference. Except when he's on the football field later, but we'll we'll get into that. Uh, one of, one of the highlights of this movie for me, because I know we're approaching the two minute mark, so I don't know if we want to talk or two hour mark. I don't know if we want to talk about like highlights or whatever. But yeah, one of the highlights is he is playing this very smart character, like you said, but it starts to wear off and it lets Jim just be absolutely fucking stupid just and doing it for 10 minutes. And honestly, it, it's done well. It, that's done well. I love when he plays all the instruments. Uh, <laughs> we get to watch him in real time play every instrument in the band, which is also a great use of time for a film. <laughs> just walking around playing every instrument that was fucking cool and yeah we can we can we can go through this so the bullies find the locker room they destroy the lab so Ernest's no longer smart after proving himself to be so and he's lamenting he's upset what is he going to do finals are right around the corner but his friends the kids are like you're going to study with us and we're going to get you to pass there's 30 minutes left to this movie and he takes the exams. The move that's the end of Ernest goes to school guys. I like that's, <laughs> that's what we're, this whole thing revolves around him getting his diploma. That's it. And he just did it. That is the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. And it's solved with 30 minutes left. And you just have to be like, what the fuck happens now? Well, what happens now is that for some reason also to not get merged, the school needs to win the football playoffs. And, and so the evil principal gets the coach of the football team to throw the game with the promise that he'll be the coach on the new merged high school football team, which whatever, uh, whatever, that doesn't make sense. So all this culminates though, with the most insane ending yet to an earnest movie, which is the football team is losing horribly. They're throwing the game. They're getting fucking killed. The entire band and Ernest drug the team. They gas the team in the locker room. Did you say, I'm sorry. Did you say that the two bullies on, on the football team, destroyed the accelerator yes. so Ernest can't be smart anymore. Yes. You said that? I did mention Sorry. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. So uh, so they they pump gas into this. They swap outfits. So all the band kids are now the football players and Ernest is the quarterback of the team. An adult man is playing football in a children's <laughs> game. And they go out there and you're like, oh, they're going to turn this around. They get their fucking asses kicked again. <laughs> also. And then they're like, hey, the, the two scientists show up and are like, hey, we've got the brain thing back. Yes. So they let Ernest use it. And not only does he become smart, he's also superhuman. Right. He's like the flash like he's running in circle like he throws the ball up in the air and then you see him running around all the players and then like catches it in the end zone it's fucking nuts 
It's fucking crazy. Everyone's super talented on the team. They're just doing illegal shit, too. They're just, like, pulling on their fucking chin straps, like, fucking Three Stooges bits and shit. Dude, Ernest crawls for, like, 500 yards on his hands and knees. Dude, that scene was fucking nuts. Sean, Sean, think about about the winning catch that Ernest does. (laughs) He rolls himself on a drum, like one of those marching band (laughs) drums. For so long, again, and just watching Ernest roll on a drum. Then he falls off the drum. Then he's doing this, like, walk where he's, what do you say? Like, he's on his, he's, like, upside down. Like the uh, Reagan walk down the stairs from the exorcist that got cut out. The spider walk. The spider Spider walk. Dude, he's spider walking down the field. This doesn't help anybody, including himself. The ball's in the air. He threw it to himself, and he's just spider crawling to the end zone. And he catches his own ball there. Did I miss something on that? That final play? No, that's it. That's it. That's okay. It. I just wanted to make sure I didn't. Because you, you could have told me 18 other things happened and I'd believe you. Because it's just the most chaotic shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so they win the football game. It's also revealed that Ernest passed the test. The school doesn't get merged. And for a moment, you think Ernest might get a girl in the first movie because that music teacher shows up that he liked so much. Yes. And he's made her a music box. But when he opens the music box, just makes that horrible noise the vacuum was making because he built it (laughs) using the vacuum motor, which he then- What What a callback. Puts back into his mouth. And chews up this time. And then spits out. And is like, oh, that's weird. You just ate a motor. Like, it should be no surprise. (laughs) And then proceeds to re-eat it. He puts it back into his mouth. And starts (laughs) chewing it fully again. This is, once again, the right tool for the right job, if you know what I mean. Uh, I don't. I don't don't either. (laughs) And that's the end. Ernest goes to school. All right. So do you, I, I will not be able to do a bonus after this for sure. Uh, (laughs) what do we want to re-rank the movies or should we just save it for the very end? We can save it for the end. Do you want to real quick rank these three? Yeah, sure. So scared, stupid, undoubtedly. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) What? I'm really stuck because I feel like Ernest Goes to School was better suited for that budget. I didn't think it looked as bad as Ernest Rides Again. Ernest Rides Again really did not look good. But it might have been a better movie. No, you know what? I'm going rides again. No, I'm not. Abner sucks. Abner fucking sucks. <laughs> Abner fucking sucks. I had no issues with any of the actors and goes. I also had no issues with with school. School had school had the parts. I I just like you were saying. I think rides again is a better better made movie. It's a literally a toss up with these two. Like you could, I think it's a toss up. But I, I'm gonna go goes to school above it. Now, next week, well, first of all, our live show on the 20th. Uh, yes. 
So we won't have an episode that week, but the following week we will end the earnest saga with good Lord. Uh, I don't even Africa slam dunk Ernest and army is army. The last one. Yes. I think Slam Dunk Ernest is the first of the three, and I'm pretty sure he gets Slam Dunk abilities when he's visited by an angel that looks like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> hey, guys, if you're voting on this on Patreon and you're not voting for Ernest, Slam Dunk Ernest. Is that an option? Yeah. Wake up, people. <laughs> All I'm going to say is, Joe, I think you should start petitioning people on the Instagram to uh, recast their ballots. Well, we're in a hanging chat. We're taking, we're taking scared stupid off. Okay. Hanging Chad. Sideways Chad. <laughs> that can't be how that's used, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's what we got in our final week of this. And then we back we go back to horror movies and we got found footage February. Nice. Spooky stuff. I'm excited. Do I even have... I, I got to put together a schedule. I do know Hell House LLC is happening. For sure. For everybody that literally always asks for that, you will get it. So, awesome. something to look forward to if you hate the earnest episodes. Anyway, that's it. I got to go to bed and take medicine. Facebook.com slash I hate horror, I hate horror.com, Instagram at I hate horror, and uh, our shirts are over at the horrorshowstore.com. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to Joe. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. You know what I mean?